I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking a Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with another episode, and I got Sahil Chattaberti. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you got it. I think you lied to me, but it's cool. <laughs> no, that's great. Sahil, I appreciate your time, man. Um, I, I, I was just thinking about having this conversation because I get to see, you know, firsthand all the glorious work, design work that you do here uh, at Unchained Capital. By the way, listeners, we're at TFTC Studios here uh, in Bitcoin Commons at the Mecca in Austin. But, um, but we're seeing your beautiful designs and, and the palettes that come with it and all that comes with it. I actually remember a conversation we were having um, at one of my first bit devs where you actually explained to me like how, you know, we roll things out in, in waves. Right. Mm. Uh, and, and that conversation was fascinating. On a lower end level, I used to be an Android developer. Oh, very. Nice. Trust me. I didn't like I built my own like <laughs> note taking app. Right. Like That's something awesome. very basic. But like I understand how difficult it is to, you know, Cover backend, right? Like SQL databases and all that, yeah. but then have the ability to come to the front and make it look nice and user engaging. So appreciate you coming on the show, man. Dude, it's an honor. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a good talk. Um, but before we get into all the design, just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. We'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm Sahil um, on, on the team at Unchained, product team, product design. Um, yeah, found Bitcoin years ago and I was just um, working in Silicon Valley tech stuff as a designer and I was just like, I need to work on Bitcoin. <laughs> so yeah. as, as many of us, you know, followed that path. Um, and then eventually I just, you know, I was like looking at different Bitcoin companies to join and Unchained to me kind of made the most sense. Like it, it, uh, it fit my values of self-custody and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and the team is incredible. So I was like, all right, Let's try that out. Oh yeah, um, and it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Now we're all here. We're having fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you like um, Bitcoin? Uh, how, yeah. how did you like? You just randomly said I found Bitcoin. Like, no, yeah. It's, the the detailed version it was basically I was in college, and you know, it was towards the end of my college uh, uh, degree, I was like, at UMass. You yeah. know, <laughs> you, you know, um, East Coast, East Coast. <laughs> yeah, 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 and. Uh, and I basically was like, oh, I just want to get out of here and, and do design work. I, yeah. I was studying computer science. Okay. And one of the classes uh, towards the end was like on blockchain uh, kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know anything at the time. But before the class started, I started doing some of my own research. I went on YouTube and just went down the rabbit hole from there. Watched a bunch of like Andreas videos and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I feel like, I think I was the only one in my class who was like, yeah, this is real. And everyone else was kind of just like, yeah, this is cool technology. What year was this? This was 18. Okay. Yeah. 18. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of nuts. I mean, we're talking about like lightning and yeah. a bunch of that kind of stuff. It was very fascinating. 
It's like the early versions of Lightning, right? Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was very skeptical. I mean, my professor was very skeptical. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. Now, I've, I've always been fascinated. So I'm more of a, uh, well, I came in 2017, got wrecked uh, yeah. because I was listening to shitcoin advice and then left till 2020 and then came back 2020. But I've always been curious to the guys and gals um, that have been around since 2018. Yeah. Um, like the resources back then compared to the resources now. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, there was a lot. Uh, well, I think compared to the people who were in like before 2017, um, I think even I felt like I had a lot because I yeah. was listening to like Trace Mayer and a bunch of these, like, I mean, Pierre was obviously, uh, uh, you know, Pierre, Dan Held, a bunch of these guys. Um, but now it's just nuts. I mean, there's so <laughs> much in a good way. It's like, yeah. I mean, like, Everywhere you go, there's content. Well, you know, it doesn't really matter what kind of medium you like. Because some people like books, some people like podcasts, like like this. Yeah, some people like videos. Like, doesn't matter what you like, you'll find something to orange pill you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I found I was a, a, like, you know, even though it sounds like there was always somebody. Like yeah. to me, it's like, yeah, I think I came in full flesh when like, you know, Sailor started like oh, yeah. aping in, yeah. right? And then like, I've always been. Uh, uh, it's GG. I still say they're GG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been a, like very early Twenty One Questions GG guy. Oh, like, yeah. I love the philosophy behind it. And then you know, you can go through, you know, like you said, the Preston Pishes of the world and, yeah. and and all that stuff. So I think I was kind of spoiled. I think the person, the newbie that comes in now, it's extremely spoiled. I yeah. mean, now you got like I remember uh, gradually and suddenly as well. Oh yeah, which was a huge part of of my onboarding, but. You know, seeing where those individuals are now and what they continue to do and contribute, I think is like if you're new in Bitcoin and you don't get it, yeah, you you're really not paying attention. Hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much out there. There is, yeah. And yeah, to your point, like the people who've been educating for so long and who still are, like yeah, Parker, like you mentioned, it's like, yeah, I would imagine it would be exhausting at some point, but they still do it. I don't know how Odell and Marty like just every day or every week they just yeah. keep doing that. It's nuts. Well, that that gives me um, conviction. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know about you. Like, there's some days, like, <laughs> I think, like, sometimes you suffer with doubt, right? And yeah. you're just like, man, is this really, like, going to change the world? Like, yeah. is this really where? And then you just hear Parker or somebody talk about it, and you're just like, oh, yeah. That helps, yeah. It's going to change the world. Right? <laughs> because to me, it's like, you know, I, I keep using Parker's experience, but, like, safety and sailor, right? Like, do you, like if you are a mass... Um, Time. This is what I like about books. Right? Mm. I think books is like if you get an author that has done something for 30 or 40 years mm. and they could put 500 pages together, you've kind of time traveled. Right. Right. So you've kind of gotten 30 years of life in 500 pages, which you can consume in a week, maybe. That's nice. Faster sometimes. Huh. So now when I think about like, you know, resources and I think about like Parker Lewis and other, these guys are smarter than I am by a thousand. <laughs> and, and like, I don't even feel ashamed saying that. Right. So to me, it's like I can listen to a Parker. I'm going to call it a rant, but it's not really a rant. It's right. just more education. But I can listen to a Parker rant or a Marty rant or something yeah. like that and time travel. I can literally get engulfed with that information. All their experiences just kind of... Yeah. During a workout. Yeah. Right? So I get yeah. like 45 minutes of however long it took Parker to learn the stuff that he's saying. That's nuts. I think it's amazing. And, and I, you know, it's kudos. But that gives me the conviction to say like, all right, if I'm wrong, they're wrong. Right, right. And I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, we're all, you know, if we're wrong, we're going to be wrong together. And it's like, we, we built something amazing here anyway, which, right. I mean, we're not going to be wrong, but. You know, yeah, we're not we're wrong. Not, we're not wrong. <laughs> no, now that you say it like that, too, even if we are wrong, yeah. the community and the stuff that we've oh, built, 100%. I still think it's worth the ride. Yeah. It, it, they're worth the admission, yeah. uh, which I don't think a lot of people get to experience. Um, so you, you've, and this is before we get into design. So you've been 
um, you know, East Coast, whatever, uh, West Coast, yeah. um, and Austin, and yeah. the Mecca. How important has it been to you um, being around Bitcoiners like day to day? Oh, it's, I would say the most important thing. Is, okay. It's 100% the reason why I moved here. Well, not 100%, but like the vast majority of the reason why I moved here. Sure. Uh, and why I'm not considering going anywhere else um, is like, uh, the Bitcoiners are here. I mean, there's Bitcoiners in a lot of places, but everywhere I go in Austin, there's Bitcoiners. I mean, the developers are here, um, which is important to me because, yeah, like you, a lot of the um, macro stuff and stuff, macro stuff and um, Austrian economics, that kind of stuff is great. But at the end of the day, it's like, who are the people building the tools we're using? Right. They're here in Austin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so many of our friends, you know, they're, they're sitting outside actually right now in the, in the Bitcoin comments. Legit. Yeah. yeah. They're actually just hacking away. Um, and that's, it's just like, it's so exciting. It is. Um, even as a designer, I'm not uh, like working on uh, L&D or that kind of stuff like that. But just being around those people gives you energy. Um, so highly recommend it. But you're putting, <laughs> uh, you're putting makeup on their pigs. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, <laughs> things have to be usable at the end of the day. You right, know? It's right. like, you could, uh, I had this tweet from a while ago. It was like, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, yeah, these kind of nerds will fight about, uh, fight about these little details. But at the end of the day, it's like, what's actually more usable? That's what people are going to use. Um, so. That's that's interesting. And that's a fact. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's for real. And yeah, I, I agree with, um, I think life has taken, um, an uphill spike since being around more Bitcoiners. Like right. um, back at Massachusetts, like yeah, we talk right. about all the time. And like, uh, I, I sometimes I feel like it's a little bit my fault um, for not like, you know, doing my orange pulling efforts to change yeah, community. Yeah. Or even though I did try to start a small bit devs up there and it really wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I felt I was by myself out there. Like I had a few friends that knew about Bitcoin, but they were also into shit coins. Yeah. Um, and then I was the only one maxi. And then, you know, if you're surrounded by people that, don't understand it, then they kind of think that you're just weirder than you really are, yeah. right? So they kind of put you in this like, ooh, we invited that guy to dinner. <laughs> yeah, 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 like we don't want to talk. This yeah. dude's going to talk about, you know, yeah. inflation and all that stuff. Um, and then out here in Austin, it's like, I fit in. That's the norm, yeah. So like now yeah. the ones that don't talk about inflation all the time and about, you know, Bitcoin and monetary right. policy are like the weird ones uh, and we're the normal ones. And it's probably uh, a signal to your friends back home too, like, this guy moved and he's still there. Like he yeah. likes it. So there's probably something there. That's a good point, man. You know? <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, I don't really, um, I'm sure some of my friends back home are listeners of the show, but like, I don't think they, they've reached out. Uh, I've only been here a few months. I mean, I've right, been right, here right. for like three years or anything like that's that. True, but like, true. I don't really have, I only talked to like one friend, um, you know, got my brother-in-law coming into town um, uh, here in a few days. Nice. But like, I, I don't think either we've parted a far too far, too far apart for them to even care or maybe they just don't want to admit that like, oh man, this guy might be onto something or doing something well. Or to your point, the time has just been so short that maybe in six months they'll be like, oh, hey, how's it going? I hope so. <laughs> I've, I've, I've extended invites to all of them. Yeah, like I'm yeah. talking about like, I, mean, I don't know what other friend would do this, but I'm talking about like, hey, I'll pay for your flight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just come out wow. here. Like, I just yeah. want to hang out and I don't want to lose those connections, but thing, things out here are moving at a million. It's nuts. So it's like, I can't sit here and also say like, you know, six months down the road, the offer is going to be on the table still. If you right. didn't take it, then I got to move on. I mean, right. I got friends right. out here and I got people that I talk to out here. Um, but I do want them to see, to your point, um, Bitcoin has done something to yeah. my life, to many others' lives. And there's two people sitting right here where Bitcoin has literally transformed everything. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's get into design. Um, that's really what fascinates me. Um, not only about the work you put forward, but just the concept of it, because I think there's two sides to Bitcoin design. 
Uh, well, there's two sides to everything. But yeah. there's like atrocious design. Mm-hmm. I never want to see that again. I never want to use that again. Yeah. And then there's like pretty sweet buttery design. That's like, oh man, like the reason I use this service or this app is because of design. Um, explain to us a little bit about that spectrum and how important it is for you to get it right when it comes to design. Yeah, 100%. It's probably also worth like asking kind of, I mean, what even is design in the first place? Let's start there. And that's kind of useful, I guess, because um, a lot of people have different ideas about, uh, I think we were talking about this is like, yeah, uh, is design just like colors and fonts? That's uh, kind sure. of a joke in, in our friend group is like, oh yeah, Sahil works on colors and fonts. Yeah. It's like <laughs> kind of true, but it's, it's, it's a funny joke. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's, the way I think about it is like, product design or any kind of design is like it's problem solving in the same way any other um, practice is problem solving. So like mm. if, you're, if you're an engineer, you're problem solving uh, using specific tools. So using code essentially, right? Yeah. Product design is like, I think of it as problem solving using visual design techniques or like experience design techniques, like experience design principles that have been tried and true. Sure. Um, so that's kind of the way I think about it. It's just like, you're just problem solving. Yeah. You're, um, if you're working on a uh, multi-sig vault product, for example, sure. you're, you're thinking about how do I make this um, usable for my clients? And that's, that's a huge uh, part of it too, is like um, you're not, you're not um, working in isolation. Okay. Uh, your users and your clients are always top of mind. Right. So empathy is the most important thing. People use that word a lot, empathy, but sure. really it's like, I want to go, visit my clients and talk to my clients and like, what are their actual pain points? What do they actually want? Right. Um, is, 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 um, and I've heard it referred to this. So the answer is probably yes, but can you expound on, I've heard people say design is a language. Sign is a language. That's yeah. interesting. I don't, I don't know if I've heard that. Design so is a language. I, maybe I heard it in misplaced terms, but like the last time I, I remember hearing that is uh, uh, Google when they speak about material design. Oh, okay. They cool. call that like a language, I guess, cohesive. Design language, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, material design, the material design language, yeah. So, I think what they're kind of referring to is a system that they've built. Yeah. I guess in some ways, like, English, you could say is like a system or sure. any of those systems. It's like a design system, like, Unchain actually has one too. We're sure. working on it and it's evolving. But the Unchain design system is in some ways a language in the sense that um, I, I would actually probably say it's more like a, a lego set i don't know if that yeah has a uh, if that helps but it's like you predefine these kind of lego pieces and you can always make new lego pieces sure but now when you're when you're building an experience you can just like pick and choose these you know these components and yeah. uh, as part of the language i guess you could say is like uh you have rules like languages have rules um, you can change those rules, of course, like you know, things update over time, but yeah. you might have rules that say like, oh, in these scenarios, we recommend you use these Lego pieces and do these things with these pieces, but not these things. Gotcha. So I don't know if that helps, but that's, yeah, it does, it does. that's kind of how Google thinks about it. That's how pretty much every uh, company thinks about it in terms of like a system. Okay. Now in, in Google's example, and uh, I'm gonna be blunt here. Fuck Google. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Fair. using. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But like in their mind, it's they're they're building material as a language for millions of app developers. In your situation, you're specifically building for the clients at Unchained. Hundred percent. Yeah. Is there like a different mind frame when it goes into those two things? That's or? actually a really good question. So like the, uh, Google's material, they they're you could say they're customers for yeah. for the for the material design system. Yeah. Um, are other companies almost like it's like a starting point for other products to to use like 
uh, you could take material as a starting point for your own language, for your own design system. Interesting. For, uh, for the Unchained design system, a, way to, a better way to look at it is like the customers of the design system are actually not our clients. They're um, our product and engineering teams. Because if mm. you think about it, we have multiple designers. I think our design team is like five people or something. Yep. So they, they are the customers of the Unchained design system, right? Because they need to take the Lego pieces and put them all together. And they need to be like, okay, what's the guidelines here? Uh, oh, I should do these things. I shouldn't do these things. So when I'm working on the Unchained design system, the users I'm thinking of in that case are two layers deep. It's, oh, the product and engineering team is one layer. And then even deeper is like, yeah, of course, the customer. That's like the sure. ultimate um, ultimate customer, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. So, and using the same uh, Lego analogy. So you're kind of designing the shapes and the colors of the Legos. And then the engineers are basically able to now use those Legos to build whatever they want to build. Yeah, I, th I think even a better analogy is yeah. uh, maybe not even using Legos, but an analogy of just thinking about what a designer does. Yeah. That I, I try, I, this analogy I think is, has had some good success when I talk to people. Sure. But it's like, you look at this building that we're in right now, somebody had to, um, there was an architect, right? There was an architect that like designed it on paper and they like did all the floor plans and all that kind of stuff. And then there was an engineer that actually freaking built the thing mm. with the, you know, cement and all this kind of stuff. Good point. Yeah. Um, so the way I think about it is like the job of the designer is the architect. Okay. Like they're working with the constraints from the engineer. So they're going to call up the engineer and be like, Oh yeah, can I make it 20 floors or 23? Can I can I do this? Can I make it this wide? Yeah. And then based on that, they come up with a design. Of course, talking with their customer, like maybe the Littlefield building, they talk to customers in 1913 or whatever. Sure. Um, so that's the way I think about the job of a designer. It's like the architect of the product. Yeah. And then you work with engineers to actually build a thing. So. Yeah. Now, how fast is usually um, uh, iteration cycles for a designer? So like if, oh, yeah. if, if I came in tomorrow and said, hey, Sahil, you're going to like, rebrand this whole thing or, you know, redesign this whole thing. Is that something that's fast and achievable or does it take time? And is it a long time? Yeah. That's another like really, really good question. Um, I think the way I would think about it is like a funnel yep. you know, starting up here and yep. then getting um, smaller. So sure. the earlier you are in the process, you have like a ton of room, a ton of wiggle room, right? Okay. So I'm going to go to all my, um, all my stakeholders, whether they're customers or like internal teams, right? Like, yep. uh, I talk to Phil and Tyler like almost every day. Sure. Uh, maybe not that much, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll send them texts like, hey, what do you think about this? And the, the amount of changes I can make at that stage. Yeah. Are like, I can do it. I can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and at that stage is like, you might've heard of like terms like wireframes and sketches and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Literally just paper and pencil. It's like, hey, Phil, does this make sense? Like just literally a sketch, you know? Love it. Because at that stage, there's no investment, right? right. There's no emotional attachment or anything. Um, so it feels like, actually, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cool. Let's go back to the drawing board. And then as time goes by, it's like that funnel gets smaller and smaller. And as you get closer to here, it's like, oh, actually, the iterations, we want to make them tighter. It's like the feedback we're getting, it's like, yeah, we can't change that much at this point. So Yeah, yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is an answerable question, but yeah. like, do you find that your job most of the time is, um, how do I word it? Um, better better for lack of word folding to what other people want or do you actually get a lot of pushback on your end to say no this is how it should be and this is how it's going to go another dude you're killing it with questions uh, <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, so definitely you want to get input from stakeholders because that's that's why they're there and, exactly. um, that makes sense but at the end of the day it's like 
the designer is hired for their taste, like the, for their input at the end of the day. Yep. Um, so there's always a balance there of like, here's what I'm putting forward uh, for my recommendation, but I'm going to take feedback from, from everyone. Um, and obviously if there's really strong opinions, you want to address those. Yeah. And sometimes there's a push and pull. It's like, it's like any system, right? It's like yeah. any, any company or any team you're working with, there's always push and pull. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you're just like, this is my opinion. Um, and you need to know what hills to die on to. Like sometimes it's just not worth it, you know? Because yeah. to your point, software, you can iterate a lot faster than, um, than a building, right? right? So like if we just need to get something out, sometimes it's okay to like not die on that hill and be like, okay, you're right this time. Let's just, let's just do it, you know? Yeah. We can always revisit, so. That, that's a, a tough lesson even for myself um, yeah, yeah. And, and what I do as well. It's like, you're right. Like sometimes the battle's not worth it, but yeah. like you're so like connected to the battle that you just forget that and you're just like pushing forward and like. Sometimes you want to win the war and like not let the battle go. It's okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a lesson for I think yeah. everybody that's yeah, valuable. Yeah. Um, so where, I mean, without being uh, like giving anything that's, you know, uh, confidential up. Do you have an example of a situation where you really were sold on something and had to like give it up? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of fee stuff. Yeah, actually, that, that's probably a good example to talk about. It's like um, fees are hard, like when it comes to self custody products. So, okay. um, like if you're just working on a custodial product and you want to send Bitcoin out, like of Coinbase or something, yeah. Um, I would imagine that's probably easier. Um, but, but when you're working with a self-custody product, for, I'll, I'll give you a specific example, right? Yeah. You have an unchained vault. Yeah. Um, we don't really know, we can't really estimate fees until you tell us how much you're sending. Yeah, how much you're sending. Because, sure. because the fees, and Buck, has, Buck Perley's uh, an engineer on the custody team here. Yeah. Amazing. Great guy. Yeah. is a great article on like how fees work. Yeah. And the fees in Bitcoin are related not to like the amount you're sending. It's yep. related to the amount of data that's like in the inputs and the outputs sure. and all that kind of stuff. So, so we can't really know what the fees are until you actually put in the amounts and all this kind of stuff. So there's some UX challenges there where I think I remember at first I was like, I was pushing back on some things. I was like, no, we want to show fee estimates right up front or something like that. And eventually it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like there's technical constraints here and you're like, okay, let's just not do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Great example. Yeah, yeah, technical yeah. constraints. You just have to be like, okay, fine. We can't do that. Yeah. And then you can't take it personal. It's just, oh, no, it is, you, it's you right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. You got to go. That and, way. and, and to your point is like, sometimes you just have to, um, not this example is like a technical, technical constraint, but yeah, I can't think off the top of my head, but there's definitely examples where it's like things, sometimes things are subjective. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, rounded corners this way or this color here. It's like, sometimes you just let it go. Sure. Uh, there's other, other battles down the line that you, that you want to win. And it's like, it's, it's okay. You can let this one go. Yeah. Now design. Um, like, are there like, um, universal rules to design or could they always be broken? Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Um, so, uh, there's definitely design principles, I would say. And okay. I think some people call them laws too, like laws of design. Okay. I think there's actually a website, laws of design.com or something. I don't yeah. know. But um, pass the check on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not a plug. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. I'm pretty sure that's a website. Um, yeah, yeah. And actually, Paul, Paul's sitting on here. Paul Miller. Yeah. Uh, we run the Bitcoin Design Club with Carr and Paul. Amazing. And yeah. I'm pretty sure we've shared some of these laws. Basically, like there's some uh, fundamental things people have found doing research. Like um, there's like a uh, these 
they call them like gestalt principles. And I think in German it means like, uh, it's something related to like placement or something like that, sure. I think. I'm forgetting the actual translation. But yeah. for example, if two elements are placed close together, yeah. they're more, more likely to be seen as similar or, or related to each other. Okay. So you can use these, um, these kind of laws. That's what I mentioned earlier. It was like, these are visual design principles that you can use to solve problems. So if yeah. you had a problem to solve to be like, oh, I want these actions to feel similar. I want them to feel related. Okay. You can be like, okay, <clears throat> what are some visual design principles or techniques I can use? And there are some quote unquote laws like you, like you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, I can use that to solve okay. this problem. And of course, like any law, you can, you can choose to break them if you're in like intentionally breaking them for some principled reason. I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. But if you break it, there's a chance that you're doing probably a, a, a big mistake. You got to suffer the consequences. Yeah, it's not, not going to make sense in certain situations. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, uh, ABCD? DZ. ABDC, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Austin yeah, yeah. Bitcoin Design Club, ABDC.dev. So how's that <laughs> been so far? I know there's been, what, a few months old? Yeah, I mean, I think we've had like two or three. Yeah. Um, it's it's less frequent than most of the meetups. It's every other month. Okay. Um, which is honestly not a bad thing. There's so many meetups here in Austin that it's <laughs> like, okay, it's yeah. fine to do it once in a while. Yeah. Um, but it's been great. It's been good. So you, Incredible. Paul, Carr, shout out to, uh, I don't know Paul personally, but shout yeah, out to yeah. Carr. Shout out Car to Paul. Kills, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul's incredible. Carr, Carr's so creative. Like he'll make these little goodie bags and stuff for, yeah. for people that show up. Nah, Carr's is, uh, I'm really impressed as, <laughs> as a content uh, creator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I know if he was in the room, he'll tell me the same thing back. Like, no, you, uh, but it's like, <laughs> I'm very always, humble. Yeah, I'm always, very <laughs> humble. I'm always blown away by the yeah. stuff he comes up with. Like, it's super, like, I'm pretty sure he does all the Pleb Labs, like design stuff. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because like uh, when they were out in Tab Conference last month or whatever, and they, they started doing like the, uh, I, I don't know if it's 18 or 32 bit, but they were doing like the, the Super Nintendo kind of like graphic oh. uh Yeah, that, like Kyle's coaching corner and stuff like that. And it was true, like, true, true. Yeah, and I, I just was like, that's so cool, man. Yeah. Like, that is just like, I mean, as, as an 80s baby, it's like, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. he just brought it back. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, another one that's creative, which I'm sure was all car, was um, how PBS starts. When they have like that Paramount thing or whatever. Oh, that's like, like their logo, you mean? Like, it's like a blue. Nah, like oh, if, I, if, I think it's the start of their show um, or what they use in social, but it's like, um, you know how Paramount movies has like the uh, the intro where like the stars yes. are going around the mountain. Yeah, or whatever? the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they he kind of like rebuilt that, and it seems uh, like his intro is being played through a VCR. Oh, it has that like feel like that, the, yeah, the yeah, feedback yeah. and stuff? And I'm just like I, in the back of my head, I'm thinking like <laughs> fucking car, man. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> this dude a is a killer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it makes sense that he would help you guys out with that. He's a he, he's a he's a good guy, a very humble guy. Yeah. Um, but has the turnout been good for that? That's been actually nuts. I was surprised. Yeah. Um. I think our first one, we got like 40 people, which wow. is like crazy. That's really cool, man. And even the second one, I'm pretty sure had like 35, 40, maybe more people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's just, it's just nice. Like we, we kind of have a mix of some hands-on things, some like Socratic, like BitDev style stuff where yeah. we go through the news and like inspiration and design related stuff, um, open for questions and, uh, you know, it's just nice because there's a lot of like um, front-end devs that actually come out there, front-end yeah. developers. And it's nice to get, um, it's nice to work with developers that have a sense of uh, design principles and, sure. and they come with great questions and it's awesome. So actually, know, Paul is a front end dev too. So he comes with that perspective as well. Do you know uh, if uh, anybody in that crowd, the answer may be yes, um, are like outside of Bitcoin space? Like did they come and they... That's a good question. I, I don't 
think so to be honest i mean there might be some yeah but that's probably something uh, it was something on my on my like a uh, little task list for abdc was like how can we bring this to just non-bitcoin designers yeah. almost like you're bringing design to bitcoiners yeah and then you're bringing bitcoin to designers almost like you know right yeah does um, design language for bitcoin resemble or is even anywhere near like your 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 typical everyday app that are like for example, like um, let's use the term language if that's the case. Like my banking app language, since yeah. it deals with numbers and it deals with finance, is is the basic Bitcoin wallet design strategy similar to that of a fiat app, or is it completely different? I think there's always going to be constr- or there probably will always be constraints that um, that'll be that'll make it a little bit different in some sure. ways. But honestly, for the most part, I think if you use a lot of those principles, you can probably get like. 90% of the way there. Okay. Now, in some products, it's harder than others. For example, like what we're, build, what we're building at Unchained, self-custody like is just by definition harder in terms yeah. of like designing for it. Right. Because you have these little devices that you stick in and then you press a button. It's like, what is sure. that? And, so, and it's, it's even more hard because these devices are not under our control. It's like right. we can't even like control the experience. If X device has some experience problem, it's like, kind of out of our out of hands so there's all these constraints and like lightning that's a whole other thing like yeah how do you handle channel management and all that kind of stuff so sure. people are working on it but i think at a foundational level there's you know you could follow most of the same visual design techniques and get like solid 80 percent of the way there gotcha okay. could you explain the differences and this one's always kind of confused me the differences between um and how design plays a role in ui and ux yeah 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 like what are the differences between the two? Sure, and how design plays a role in both of those? For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say UI. So UI stands for like user interface. So it's like user interface design. Uh, you could argue it's more about like the the specific pixels and like the layout and all that kind of stuff. Um, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, and the UX like user experience design. So what's the journey like when I click this? What happens there? And how are errors handled? And what if there's nothing there? Like what's the zero state look like? Yeah. Um, so a lot of that is kind of the UX, and honestly, there, there's so many, there's so many other um, sub sub disciplines. Yeah. That you can just break down forever. I'm sure that's really? the case for for anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. like motion design is a great one. Oh, okay. I mean, there's people who dedicate their career to like being motion designers. So they'll look at all these like little micro interactions. So like, I think when you were talking about earlier, like a like a buttery design or whatever, it's yeah. like you'll you'll hit a button and it'll like it'll animate in a certain way that it'll, you'll know exactly what screens next and right. where it came from. And it gives you all this like feedback about what you're doing. Yeah. And it doesn't feel janky. So, right. All, you know, it's important. Yeah. yeah. As a designer, you could, you could do many of these things or you could find a specific niche. So, yeah, I've always been, and I damn hate that I keep using Google here, but <laughs> I, wor- I worked a little bit on Android apps. So that's why yeah. it's close to mine. But I still remember when the first version of material rolled out, um, that was what they were basically selling, yes. which was like, you know, like imagine this was a canvas and imagine there was like sheets of paper that would come in and then they would slide out, 100%. but there would never be anything that just appeared. Exactly. Right? Cause it wouldn't make sense to the user. That's yeah, like, just, where did that come from? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, if you hit that, you know, floating action button, then, then it would carousel a few other buttons out or something like that exactly. from inside. And, and I always thought that was fascinating. And yeah, when I think of buttery, you're right. I think about that. I Definitely. think about like, if I hit this button, Am I just going to like see a random page appear or am I going to float to the next page or yeah. slide to the next page? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's safe to say that UI and UX 
they're both equally as important and they complement each other. 100%. Okay. And like, I guess, I think some companies um, hire for separate roles, like a UI designer and a UX designer. But honestly, I don't, personally, I don't really see that being super useful. Like, yeah. definitely not a hard size, like at an unchained size or even smaller. It's like, you can't afford to have two separate people doing two separate yeah. things. And One guy playing with bubbles. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's all, I think it's all intertwined, honestly. Yeah. Um, so. Makes sense. All right, so now I'm gonna put the pressure on you, man. Yeah, um, yeah. The, sure. uh, uh, I guess the best design Bitcoin app you've seen versus the worst design, and that could be UX as well experience. Yeah, I think I think best that always comes to mind, um, and I can I can explain why. But like I think, um, and this, again, it's cliche. Everyone loves this app, but I, I love Moon. Okay. Um, and for 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 many reasons, actually, like the onboarding experience for Moon is incredible. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've downloaded a Bitcoin wallet and then they make me write down these 24 words. I'm like, I'm just testing you. I don't need to do this right now. Right. You know? I agree. Yeah. So Moon's uh, backup system is incredible. Um, their illustration design is awesome. Like, it's, it doesn't feel empty. It feels like there's character there. Sure. Um, the way you can scan any invoice, obviously, whether it's Lightning or on-chain is awesome. Um, it's clean, too. It's super clean. Yeah. It's super clean. It's the... It's f super focused on what it's trying to do. There's not yeah. like 10 different things. Yeah, dark mode is really good. It has dark mode as well, right? I, I think it does. I'm pretty yeah, sure it does. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth experience. Carmen's yeah, yeah. going to give me some shit about dark mode. <laughs> Do, I, are you a dark mode maxi? I'm, I'm a, I've told this publicly to Carmen. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a time of the day maxi. So if it's, I like that. If it's daytime, I want light mode. Yeah. If nighttime, I want night mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. I think I have my iPhone to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, early afternoon, like four o'clock. But yeah, like yeah. during the day is normal. Exactly, and then yeah, four o'clock, yeah. I'm good. I agree with that. <laughs> But dark mode is dope. I think it's useful. And it's a battery oh, saving tool. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Moon, okay. Um, I agree with that. I like Cash App. I think Cash oh, App has... Oh, I mean, they have millions of dollars in resources exactly. to, like, yeah. kind of... But I do think that they, you know, if, yeah, they got the stock trading and all that stuff. But I think their app, when it comes to, like, hey, send me some money, it's pretty yeah. intuitive. It's pretty clean. The Bitcoin side of things is pretty cool. Oh, it's incredible. Um, I don't know what BIP it is, but I know they just implemented the... Uh, oh, 21. The, the, the QR code? That's yeah, amazing. yeah. Lightning and on-chain. You know a little bit more uh, about that? Yeah. I, I, I know Stephen Stephen DeLorme. Uh, I think he has like a spiral grant or something. He's on the... Uh, he's a big part of the Bitcoin design community, actually. Nice. I, I think it's like Bitcoin.design is, is the link. Okay. Um, but a lot of people in the Bitcoin design community were advocating for BIP21 yeah. um, for people, for wallets to use that because... It simplifies a lot of the experience. So I think Steven made like a website. Uh, I think it's like Unified QR, something like that. But yeah, is, that's pretty much it. Is the gist of it that um, one QR code could serve for multiple, like a Lightning and Exactly. Like it, it encodes, I believe, like uh, um, Lightning and an on-chain, uh, Lightning invoice and an on-chain address, I believe. Yeah. So that you don't have to specifically say like, oh, I'm I'm receiving to this or this. It's like. Yeah. If I scan and I recognize the lightning, I'll do the lightning. And if not, I'll fall back to the on-chain. I believe that's how it works. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe you don't know the answer to this. But yeah. like, with lightning, you have to, <laughs> maybe I'm using it wrong, but with lightning, mm. you have to declare how much you're getting how for much, the invoice, yeah, right? Yeah. So how does that QR code work? Like on-chain address, I just have to scan it and then tell you what I want to send you. Uh, yeah. So actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure even with on-chain uh, addresses, yeah. you can optionally specify an amount. Yeah. So I believe those BIP21 codes would just... Put that amount on the on-chain address too. Okay, but what uh, if it's like a blank? Like, what if I just went, "Hey, Sahil, send to this address right here, whatever you want." If, yeah, yeah. Will yeah. it recognize the I, lightning side of it? Exactly. I think that my guess. Yeah. And there's so many details on, in, on the right. lightning side. Yeah. 
I I would guess that would be dependent on oh is it does it support like LNURL or something like because like okay. zero zero amount invoices oh gotcha um, okay like there's so much nuance with like um, Lightning started out as far as I know with like you know you have to put in an amount sure but I think there's ways people are trying to get that zero amount uh, fixed invoice thing. I think Bolt 12 is one way of do, solving that problem. So Yeah, I think that's clutch. That'll make yeah. things much easier. That'd be um, great. <laughs> it's hard, yeah, it's hard to define sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, and, and I've been doing a lot of value for value work lately, which is like literally yeah. like if I do some video, do something with somebody, it's literally like, hey man, here's my address. You Whatever you think you got from me yeah. and you can send them my way. But if it's lightning, then it's like, oh no, you got to let me know what yeah. you want. And it's like, ah, fuck. What I've been using in the meantime until yeah. we get like a better solution. Um, maybe this is the solution, but um, lightning addresses. So like, for example, Wallet of Satoshi, yeah. it's custodial, but but they have like a um, a unique URL that yeah. you can just share. And then wallets can send to that URL. I got um, like that. a fixed amount. Yeah, I think I've seen a few iterations yeah. of that. Uh, I think Fountain actually does a smaller version of that where oh, it's like, nice. um, like Deathbed at Fountain FM yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But I've never actually handed that out. I don't know. Yeah. So if I send you the URL, like, and you would you just load it up on your browser, and then what you see a QR no, code? No, so I believe you you would paste that into a supported, you would paste it into a Lightning wallet that supports that format. Mm. So again, like you know, the UX because there's because Lightning is so um, like you you can try a lot of things, right? It's not you don't have to like stick to consensus the way you have to do on the on the base chain. Right. There's so much innovation that sometimes like there are these weird. UX intero- yeah, non-interoperabilities. Gotcha. But I think it's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. Trying different things. So. And I like that they continue to build upon it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So conversely, uh, worst UI, UX experience? Worst. Um, I, it's hard to say worst. I haven't, I don't think I had like a really terrible experience, but definitely I think um, the first thing that comes to mind, and maybe I'll think of more as I, as I say that, but Wallet of Satoshi yep. has a great, user experience because it's fully custodial, right? Yeah. So there's no problems there. But I think, like, to be constructive about it, I think there's a lot they could do in terms of just basic visual design principles like we were talking about. Like, yeah. a lot of the layout could just be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's nothing too drastic, like, by any means. Yeah. But there's just, like, basic things in terms of spacing and layout and copy and uh, text and the way things are, are, are laid out, um, motions, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of that could be cleaned up. Yeah. Um, and honestly, maybe that's just being open source. Someone should just contribute to that. Maybe I should do that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 this is an honorable mention to me. I think they've gotten much better with it. Um, but Zeus, I thought oh, Zeus early on was... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was it was definitely rough. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. But they've gotten a lot better. I think I think Doc, I don't know what name he's going by now, but Doc, Doc Sharp, okay. he, was, uh, he helped out with the design there. Yeah. Obviously, Evan's leading the leading the charge at Zeus, and yeah, um, it's gotten a lot better. I'm excited to use Zeus. this is tangential, but I'm excited yeah. to use Zeus more when they get Lightning Node Connect because right now Tor is just like a mess. <laughs> yeah, and is there a time frame for that? What's that for for that uh, LND Connect? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Is the, that just like a, a different tunnel? Uh, yeah, I, as far as I know, it's 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 like a like a kind of like a VPN, or at least it works like okay. a VPN, as far as I know. Because I, I I was about to say when it comes to they've gotten better at UI uh, like it just looks really nice yeah. a, a lot yeah. now, but um the UX is handicapped by Tor. By Tor, yeah, yeah. So I think this is just like this a similar like encrypted tunnel basically that just yeah. lets you use ClearNet, but it's full fully encrypted, so it should be a lot faster. So 
Evan, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually reached out to Evan to come on the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested in uh, not only uh, Zeus updates, but uh, they just released Echo. Um, oh, yeah. yeah which, I haven't followed that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've been limited. I was talking to, to Tom uh, Hanzik. Shout out to Tom uh, a little yeah. while ago. And um, basically, I got to get my my Lightning Node game up. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, I did set up my Raspy Blitz probably like 2020. Uh, but I've updated it a few times, but like I've re- it's really just been like a I like there's reference, right? Like I just use it to like reference the blockchain and 100%. I haven't really used lightning on it whatsoever. Um, and, and I want to change that. But my big thing to revamp my node strategy, lightning, all that is using Echo. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I want to make sure this podcast is hosted, you know, through my node. Yeah. But uh, and actually last night when Matt was here and he was showing off the embassy suite. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking like this might be the tool that I need to basically get a really good device to host this this web, uh, this podcast, because what I'm really worried about is if I do it on my Raspberry Blitz and somebody goes and looks for talking a bits, they're going to mm. get probably the worst connection of all time to this podcast, which will give them a shitty experience. And I could be thinking about this all wrong. OK, but I think they have since you're hosting it, they have to connect to your net. Is that I'm not totally sure to be honest. I, yeah. I think Tom Tom might know more. Like I actually learned a lot about my routing node because yeah. of Tom. So I would, I would talk right. To well, him. I'm just thinking like if you use the word hosting, that means mm. that the actual files are inside your node. You're hosting it. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, like self. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. if, to do that, like all right, say there's let's say a thousand listeners to the show. Yeah. Like how is my node gonna handle a thousand people streaming? Yeah, from your yeah, I don't know. Right. So, so like that's why I wanted to, I invited Evan on the show to talk a little bit about that. But that's what has me excited because value for value decentralizes the, you know, the money exchange between podcasters and their audiences. Um, but, you know, Anchor, Apple, yeah, that's, they can still shut us down. The files right? are still... Yeah. Right. They can still be like, well, you can't find them anymore. Right. And, and the RSS feed could be discovered, uh, but not on your favorite podcasting apps. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell people at the end of the show that, you know, they need to move away from legacy outlets yeah, because there could be one day where... You know, as we start to fight these wars, um, that I could say something on the show that Apple says, see you later. Like, Dang. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then you won't be able to find me uh, unless you use self-hosting or maybe the podcast 2.0 apps like Fountain yeah. will maybe able to still show the feed. But I think about those things because yeah. I think ultimately as we continue to fight this war versus uh, it's not just the monetary system. I think it's just anything that's legacy versus anything that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to rub people off the wrong way. We're going to yeah. say certain things that are going to be thought of as egregious, right, but right. they're not. They're just yeah. new. Yeah. Um, and then that's going to allow, you know, those tyrants to be like, yeah, See you later, you're buddy. out. I mean, they're doing that already. They already are. People yeah. much bigger than me. Oh yeah. But, I don't think those people arguably are fighting as big as a fight as Bitcoiners are fighting. Oh yeah, for right? sure. So those dudes are like vanity fighting stuff. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I wanted to talk about I don't know fat shaming. Right, right. It's like Bitcoiners are like, oh no, I'm I'm trying to talk about like healthcare <laughs> and food. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like foundational things. That, right. that matter. <laughs> so that's what I. That's a long winded answer to say I'm interested in talking to Evan about that stuff. Yeah, but, that'd be a great conversation. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And uh, Matt also um, said that he'll come on the show and we could talk a little bit about that. Um, and what Martin, were you here last night? No, you weren't here. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, here. Yeah, okay, yeah, I missed it. For, for a little bit, I kind of left a little early. But. Yeah, uh, and what Marty was talking about when he showed off uh, Ghost um, with the Embassy Suite or just any just decentralized blogging, basically, yes. which was pretty impressive in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a shitty writer. So like, Same, yeah. I, I say that, but I actually wrote a book, which is kind Whoa. of funny. Huh. It, it's a small book. It's like uh, it's like ten things I use. It's called Derailed, and this Derailed. is not a plug. I, <laughs> I, I, I actually would plug away, dude. <laughs> nah, I would actually tell you not to buy this book. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, before Bitcoin, before that, um, still am. I'm really into stoicism. Okay. You know, yeah. Like, and uh, I really found like these ten practices that are not necessarily stoicism related, but derived from stoicism that would uh, help me when I was derailed, like mentally derailed, mm-hmm. like when I would be like stressed out or when you know I'm not focused. Um, so I wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect, grammar sucked. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was my own editor. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, have yeah. an editor. Um, sold probably like 50, 60 copies, which is wow. uh, not that bad, but kind of nuts. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. But it was all under <laughs> Amazon publishing and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fun fact that I, I opened up my bank account, uh, you know, the app the other day and, uh, I got six bucks for my book. So somebody's buying this. There. Wow. That's, <laughs> uh, no plug promise. You don't that's buy it. Crazy. It's a waste of money. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm a terrible writer, but for the journalists of the world and the bloggers of the world that also are fighting fights, yeah. I think it's important to see that in real time and see that, you know, RSS feeds and all that's getting figured out. Yeah. Um, so just to shift a little way from design, this is something that you actually wanted to talk about that I've been fascinated with. I actually heard you on McCormick talk about this as well, and it's uh, Get On Zero. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that, man. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Get On Zero? Yeah. Realistic yeah. thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all realistic, you know, it's yeah. like. I want to hear them. Uh, you know, I, I just think like, well, kind of tying it also to design, right? Like a, a big part of sure. design is like storytelling. You got to, like, you, point. You, you could have a, a really cool concept for something. Yeah. Um, and you see this a lot in like the developer community. Like people will build a really cool app um, or a really cool like uh, code base or something, but there's yeah. no story behind it. Like how do you get, how do you hook people into being like, oh, I want to work on that or I want to use that. Sure. So I, I think the story behind um, uh, dumping all your fiat is like Bitcoin's better money. Yeah. Um, the dollar is a payment rail, or you can you can see it as a payment rail to move Bitcoin through space. Like you don't have to. Um, I think the article I wrote I titled it something like "Rethinking the Function of Fiat Currency." Because okay. like today people people will hold like six months of expenses or whatever in in their local fiat currency. Yeah. But I, they fail to real, or not they fail to realize, but they they could be missing out on the fact that it's it's depreciating in value, like for a fact, every year just you holding it. So either you're topping up that emergency fund every every few months, and you're like, oh, it's actually I'm going to keep adding more dollars to that, or you're just like I'm going to hold the better money, even though the short term that you know there's ups and downs, but like Bitcoin is my money, and I can I can spend that Bitcoin. Through any payment rail, so I can I can send you over Lightning, I can send you an Open Dime, I can send it to you over over the Dollar Network, you know, I can spend it over Venmo, PayPal, like whatever. But I'll spend my Bitcoin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's like the story. That's like the the mental model of things. Sure. And then you can get like how, why, and all that. Right. Let's like, say in 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 uh, in realistic because yeah. I heard your thoughts on McCormick, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. But I I'm having a hard time piecing it to my life, which is yeah, yeah. You know, I got um. As a dox myself, but I got four kids. <laughs> yeah. I got two little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously got the expenses of life. Yeah. Um, most of those are not on Bitcoin rails. Um, you know, you, you've heard all of these, I'm sure. Tax, For sure. you know, if you capital gains, if you yeah. do that, reporting, doxing yourself to the IRS. So in that same vein of, of it being a story, what's the story to an individual like me to say you can still do it because... Like, it seems difficult. It seems like it's why I do all that when I could just spend fiat. That's true. I, I think the only, I also don't think it's like, um, it's a requirement. Like, I don't think anyone should be shaming people who have dollars or something. Okay. It's like, I definitely don't think it's like a purity test of like, 
if you have like 10 grand or something, no one's going to be like, oh yeah, you're, you're not a Bitcoiner. It's like, yeah. Yeah. If, especially a lot of us who have the vast majority of our net worth in Bitcoin, it's like, does the last 1% really matter? Maybe not. Yeah. Like it's, so maybe that's not the best pitch for it, but I think there's something that happened to me when I, when I, when that switch flipped and I was like, oh yeah, Bitcoin is money and I don't have to hold any dollars anymore and I can spend on credit instead. So I can actually be on negative dollars. You know what I mean? I'm actually on negative dollars because you're. <laughs> is that a good thing? I, I think it's great. Okay. I would I would okay. love to like the, the fewer dollars I have. Yeah. And the more dollars I owe. Yeah. Is like great because they're being depreciated. You got to pay that back though, right? You got to pay it back. So so okay. so the key is maybe I'm dumb. No no no, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. The key is as long as you're paying off your credit card every month, it's like you, you want to be responsible, right? Like yeah. you don't want to get into like massive credit card debt. Sure. Okay. Stuff. I see your point. Yeah. So the point is your your expenses are on credit. They don't have to be, but they can. Expenses on credit, and at the, at the end of the month, you just pay it off from your income. So as long as you have income coming in. Yeah. Now, if you don't have income coming in, or let's say your expenses are more than your income, yeah. like we have other problems. Like yeah, we right. Talk about that first, right? Yeah, but personal finance problems. Exactly. <laughs> Those like personal finance 101. Yeah, yeah. But as long as your expenses are less than your income, yeah. and you have an income, like a, a good income, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, yeah. uh, it's kind of a non-issue because like, you spend from your from your income and the savings goes into Bitcoin, yeah. which is cash. Bitcoin is just cash. Yeah. Bitcoin is your savings. Um, and that's it. And if you have a big uh, big expense, you spend from your Bitcoin. Like It's totally cool to spend Bitcoin. Yeah. You should spend your Bitcoin. I love, uh, yeah, yeah, I was talking, to, actually last week I had Michael here, Atwood. Uh, yeah. And, mm. and I, I'm a big proponent on, like, I actually posted this a few weeks back, which is like, um, you get a whole new respect and understanding for Bitcoin once you actually start using oh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, it's like a, a different ball game. Like it's like, oh, this does actually work for settlement, work for all this stuff. So no one in the middle. Right, yeah. right. So I'm with you on that. Um, and I actually walk around with a moon wallet, a hot yeah. wallet. Yeah. Um, with you know, let's say two hundred dollars or whatever, yeah. just to you know conduct business every now and then. Um, but that's about as far as I go when it comes to get to zero. Um, I will say, if I can add one more thing, you got all the things you want. It, one another benefit I found of 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 having zero fiat. Yeah. Is you don't have this anxiety of like. Oh, uh, let me spend dollars instead because um, if I spend Bitcoin, it could go up 10x and then I'm screwed and I'll be the pizza guy. Yeah. Like if you don't have any dollars, you only have Bitcoin to spend, spend the Bitcoin. Like I feel free to spend Bitcoin um, like I didn't before. Like before I would be like, I'll use Strike, I'll spend my dollars and I'll stack sats and I'll never touch my Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like if you only have Bitcoin, you're spending Bitcoin all the time. Right. So right. I don't yeah. know. To me, that's kind of mind blowing. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't. Uh, to to my my logic is is like, um, if I got to pay for that shitty service, you could get shitty dollars. Like, oh, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if I think, um, you know, that light that I bought is subpar. Yeah. Then I'm not gonna give you Bitcoin. You're that's probably true. gonna get that, uh, right? Conversely, if I paid a shitty photographer to come and shoot a wedding, you get dollars. You're gonna get shitty dollars. But right? now the downside is you were holding dollars. So for right. that time period, you were left holding the bag. Yeah. Mm. You know, so there, there's like a trade-off there yeah. where it's like, yeah, like you, you, I, I would, I would like to hold dollars for as little time as possible. Yeah. Like if I could hold it for a millisecond, like, yes, that's <laughs> it. I don't want to touch these things. Like that's hot potato, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Get that's out of my hands. An impressive way to think about it. Cause, uh, not in milliseconds, but, um, you know, we we're family or whatever. So I talk to my wife about this all the time and, um, not in milliseconds, but I always do tell her like. Um, if we don't figure out a way to f- like flip this money somehow, yeah. like our safety net or yeah, like yeah. The, it's going to go into Bitcoin because 100%. that, now I, I should move to the millisecond strategy, <laughs> but to me it's more like, um, like, you know, 
let's say six months. I don't really have a time frame, but like if in six months we haven't moved this money, we're buying Bitcoin yeah. because it's just going to melt. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, and I still think I have a hard time shilling her on that because yeah. she's still under the belief of like, you should always have cash on Have some cash, yeah. And, and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, what about the kids? What about emergencies? And I'm like, yeah, but it's just melting away. It's like, melting it's, away. It's not yeah. doing shit there. Um, and, I mean, there's probably something to be said about like, if you if you do want to get on zero, you can get on zero over time. It doesn't have to be like like what I did, which is sure I went 100 percent in at the top. Which like, yeah. I'm still fine. It's uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it sounds like I'm coping, but it's like yeah, it's, it's actually good. I mean, it, I'm totally fine, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you don't have to go 100 percent in at the top. You could be like, oh, over the course of two years, yeah. I'm gonna go 100 percent Bitcoin. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. I will be 100 percent Bitcoin at this time, but I will slowly become 100 percent Bitcoin. You know, yeah, just yeah. to kind of smooth it out a bit. So, so what services do you do you use to like actually make that a reality? Like, so if I came to you right now and was like, "Hey, man, I don't want Bitcoin. You gotta give me fifty bucks, yeah, and yeah. you're cashed out." Um, I, I, and just because I know you were a big follower of theirs, yeah. and I know they went, yeah. but uh, L, L, LVL, <laughs> yeah, one of those level, companies yeah. that were trying to figure this out. So, exactly. like, how do you figure that out? How would you send me fifty bucks right now if you're on zero? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, yeah. Back then, to your point, I would use Level, which was basically the the vision is you have this bank, this this product. There's two two kind of visions. Like one vision is you have this bank banking product, kind of like your current bank, right? Sure. But instead of the instead of the dollar, you hold Bitcoin. Yeah. And it lets you spend those Bitcoin over over ACH rails. So okay. like maybe they'll auto sell it or something. And that was the original plan of of Level. Now, as as you know, they they um they kind of folded uh, recently, but so today what I'm doing is I have a credit card. I have my fiat bank, yep. uh, which has zero dollars in, but I, but it's my, I call it my ACH node. Yeah. It's like, you need to be interoperable <laughs> with ACH networks, yeah. you know, to get your paycheck <laughs> and to pay your bills. So my bank is my ACH node yeah. and it always has zero dollars in, but it's there to receive and make uh, ACH payments. Yeah. Um, and then I have like my moon wallet or whatever. Um, and I'm still experimenting with this. So this is not like a great solution, honestly. It's a little bit hacky. Yeah. So if I wanted to pay you 50 bucks, I would probably have to connect my credit card to Venmo yeah. or something like that yeah. and then spend over credit. Okay. Or what I could do, here's another option. Yeah. Cash app is lightning enabled, right? So you could, it's almost like all these fiat banks yeah. are interconnected because of the lightning network. So Strike and Cash app and hopefully future banks in the future will all be connected by lightning. So I can send my Bitcoin from Moon to Cash app instantly and I can, make, I can do a sell order so I can sell the Bitcoin yep. and now I have dollars in Cash App right. that I can use to send you or to pay my bills or whatever. So Yeah. And, then, and you, you've, I'm sure you know this, but then you get cucked on taxes, right? Right. So, so that's kind of an interesting point. It's like you only pay taxes if you're up in dollar terms, right? Okay. So, so that's like a, a fundamental first. Okay. Uh, so like if while point. you were holding it, it went up in price. Is what you yeah. Mean. Yeah. So if you went up and you pay taxes, it's not a really necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And here's the other cool thing. Not a CPA, not an accountant, you know, <laughs> you know not, financial, not financial advice, do your own research, talk yeah. to your accountant. But, <laughs> but losses offset gains over the year. So if you have a bunch of losses and then you have a bunch of gains, they offset. So like, I, I don't think I've really paid tax ever. Uh, well, I, I've, I've reported everything, but I yeah, haven't. Yeah. The IRS is listening. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> yeah. KYC sells, you always report those. You read between the lines, but yeah. KYC sells, you always report those. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean... It, it's it's pretty much a non-issue. I would say it's mostly a product issue. There's no product that has like 
made this experience, again, back to like design, right? Nobody yeah. has built a product that does this in a one-stop shop. So today it's very, very hacky. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, hey, Jose, you should go do this. Yeah, yeah. right, right. No, I mean, I'm trying to figure out a solution as well because yeah. I would love to do it. Yeah. Um, Strike doesn't do it, right? Like if I send... It, if I send money, uh, I've done it on chain, yeah. and it takes like three to four days to clear, which is dumb. It, it literally eliminates the point of on chain. Jeez, yeah. Um, but it does show up as cash on your strike account. Yeah. So strike is kind of like the opposite of what I want, but but it's close. Okay. Like they're almost there. So strike, yeah. what strike does is there. Strike is interoperable with everything. Yeah. But the balance is dollars. It's like I don't want to hold dollars. I want to hold Bitcoin. Mm. I want to hold Bitcoin and then be interoperable with everything. Strike is the reverse. But I meant in the example that you just gave, you you they do the selling for you immediately. Yes. Right. Actually, that's a, that's a really good point. It's yeah, like, yeah. But I've never tried it with Lightning. Is it instantaneous with Lightning as it yeah, should be? Exactly. So I could send okay. to my you Strike account. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Because so I, I tried it on-chain and they held the funds for three days. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe and there's I, some like account thing going on. Yeah. That's what I meant. I, I figured they got, you know, when the, next, when, the black, when the block was mined, they got the Bitcoin. Yeah. But then I figured we're prime trust or whatever. They needed to Probably. do this. Like, but I was just blown away by like, fam, well, what's the point of Bitcoin yeah. if I'm, you're holding it for three to four days? That's nuts. So if Lightning is- Lightning has worked for sure. Okay. Yeah. So then in that same example, you can go ahead, but can you pay somebody who doesn't have strike? No, no, no. So here's a great point. Yeah, go ahead. I think the missing piece yeah. is the ACH pull. But by that, I mean is like, if I could connect, like if I, imagine if I could connect my Venmo to my strike. If strike was a bank, yeah. if strike had a dollar bank capability, yeah. I could connect Venmo to Strike. And, and then I could, bank. exactly. And then I could pay my pull from Venmo, pull, pull Strike dollars from my Venmo. Yeah. And that solves everything. Then Strike becomes my one-stop shop. Strike can pay my credit card bill, can pay my rent, can pay my mortgage. Um, hey, they got a Strike card coming out soon. Does, strike card, Does yeah. that change the game? Like, could you, would you be able to use that card to? Close. It's okay. so close. But it's like, you can, you can use your, the Strike debit card, yep. but you still can't pay ACH. So ACH yeah. is important for a lot of people for a lot of things. Yeah, so. like I'd be transparent my rent. Like I can't, exactly. they're, they're going to take ACH pool, they're not taking anything else. Same, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. to me, Cash App is probably the closest. Like okay. Cash App has ACH, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, you can receive direct deposit, you can pay your debit card, you can receive and send over Lightning, you can hold a Bitcoin balance. It's just that their fees are a little bit high. It's like, if you're buying and selling constantly, that's like a 1% cut every time, so... So Strike would be the best contender to figure this out if they were just to, for better use of a term, get their shit together. If I could like merge Strike and Cash App together, that would be like... Golden child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out as well. Um, I don't necessarily want to be on zero, but yeah. I love spending my Bitcoin. It's that's such awesome. a like, um, I don't know if it's a dopamine hit or what, but it's <laughs> such a good feeling yeah. to spend it. And like, for example, when I use Oshi and like I buy like, you know, meat from, yeah. from you know, and, and I even pay for my haircut with Bitcoin. That's sick. And, yeah, and I was just like, this is just like I feel better. Value was transmitted to the the creator or the producer of, mm -hmm. of the service or the product, right? Like, you know, understanding what the rancher goes through and how difficult it is for them to do what they do, and then being able to say, well, here's the best money of all time for your best cattle or your best beef, yeah. or whatever it may be. And then you know, sometimes barbers are the worst, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, conversely, like yeah. a barber stands there all day. Oh yeah, like, literally. Yeah, like, some of them are sloppy, but some of them are professional. Yeah, yeah. And if I can give you the best money for you being up all day and like you know serving that, I will as well. Um, I think I heard this somewhere. I'm sure you heard this too. It was like, I don't remember who said this, but it was like, 
your time is scarce. Yep. So the money you earn, shouldn't that be scarce too? Like that's hundred percent. Isn't that like a Parker? Parker take Parker. Says it might have been Parker. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was yeah. even saying it last night where it's like, this is the only way we can actually like justify the time we give to others yeah. and make it worth our while. That's, that's a paraphrase. That's not what Parker said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's much more eloquent. Oh yeah. He's better than, yeah. Yeah, nice. I butcher all these guys. Every time I'm yeah. on the show, I'm like saying stuff, and no, no. people listening are like, "He didn't say that shit at all." <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Hill, I think we covered a lot here, man. It's awesome. Mean, is there anything else we should cover here, man? Get on zero? No, that was we could we got that. No, we did. Yeah, we got design. We talked about design. Man. Uh, yes. I want to be in here. Dude. Yeah. Now let the <laughs> listeners know where they can follow you. Uh, ABDC. Yeah, ABDC. I keep thinking about the bands. So I know like, it's like I have to take that extra. St- Thought before Extra, I yeah, yeah. but like anywhere they want to you know follow that or anything you got going on man please let them know yeah abdc.dev we're on twitter too um come out to austin come out to BitDevs. come out to abdc um i'm on twitter at sahil c0 um shout out to unchained honestly like we're here in the bitcoin commons at unchained um love the team love what we're doing so yeah thanks for having me <laughs> uh, yeah no thanks for being here Folks, hope you got a lot out of that conversation. You guys know where to find us. Decentralized podcasting 2.0 apps. There's over 30 of them now and counting. Developers are working hard on that. But Fountain and Breeze seem to be our favorite. They're just easy. You can load them up on your phone. They don't really ask for anything. Maybe an email for Fountain. And you can load up some sats from Cash App really quick. Maybe from Moon really quick. Uh, not bad design for Fountain. Now that we're talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can get better. But uh, yeah, <laughs> check us out there. Stream us some sats. You could either be a delegator, you could be a voter. Either way, we respect it. We appreciate y'all for that. Um, legacy outlets. If you're still on there, you got to move over to the Bitcoin standard of things because one day you could wake up and talking a bits won't even be available. So if you're on those platforms, rate, share, subscribe, get the signal up, but get your butts over to the Bitcoin standard of media, Bitcoin TV, Fountain Breeze, Podcasting 2.0. That's where you can find us. Check us out on our solo rips on the weekends and the main chain episodes where we have great people like Sahil. Give us their time. Give us their knowledge and their wisdom. Appreciate you, good sir. Dude, thanks, man. Yeah, you're very (laughs) welcome. And I'll catch y'all next week. Later. Peace.